right. Well, I'm going to invite you just to turn, go ahead, turn your Bible to Psalm, Psalm chapter 103. This is the theme verse for our series, and uh, we're actually already number six here into our series called Forget Not Your Benefits. How many of you know that when we come to salvation in Jesus Christ, that we actually have benefits that are available to us? Amen. And so the benefit that I want to talk about today is healing, is healing. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. How many of you know that God forgives all of our sin, and heals all of our sickness. How many of you know that? Of all of our benefits, okay, and this is, this is my personal opinion, this is my personal guess, okay? But of all of our benefits in Jesus, I would guess that healing is probably the most underutilized benefit. And, and I guess the biggest reason that Christians don't take advantage of this benefit is for this one simple thought. That we are not 100% sure that God wants to heal us. See, if I ask the question, how many of you believe that you're forgiven in Jesus? I, I would guess that, that almost everybody here would, would raise their hand, and I'd probably even get a couple shouted, amen. Okay? But if I ask the question, how many of you believe that you're healed in Jesus? I'm not sure we'd have the same response. But I want you to notice something in Psalm 103 here. Healing is listed in the same verse as forgiveness. And there's actually quite a few scriptures where healing and forgiveness are listed together. How many of you know that scripture does not separate what God did for us? You ever think about that? God puts healing on the same level as forgiveness. Both benefits are benefits of our salvation, and both are available for us today. Jesus actually addresses this in Mark chapter 2. There's, there's a paralyzed man, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. You can turn there if you like. But there's a paralyzed man that, that wants to come to see Jesus. And um, the house that Jesus is at is so crowded uh, that, that the men that bring this paralyzed man to come see Jesus, they actually lower this man through the roof so that Jesus is able to, to see this. And when Jesus sees this man and he sees his commitment 
and, and his determination and his faith. Jesus is moved by that. And he, and he declares to this man that his sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees were there, and they didn't like that. They thought he was speaking blasphemy. And so Jesus, knowing their hearts, he asked them this question in Mark chapter 2, which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, arise, take up your bed, and walk? And then Jesus goes ahead and heals the paralytic, to show them that Jesus has authority and power to do both. To forgive his sins and to heal his diseases. See, both forgiveness and healing are easy for Jesus. And through Jesus, we can have both forgiveness of sins and healing of sickness. One is not more accessible than the other. You can believe for healing the same way you believe for forgiveness. Do you believe me? I believe God forgives. I believe that we can believe for forgiveness. And I believe forgiveness is God's will for us. In the same way, I believe God heals. And I believe that we can believe for healing. And I believe healing is God's will for us. And the truth is, it's going to be very difficult for us to take advantage of the benefit of healing or any of the benefits if we are not convinced that God wants those things for us. So today, the idea of this message is, is I want to help us get to the place where we can believe in our hearts that God wants us to be well. Next week, I want to I want to I want to talk about the why. I, I want to try and address some of the why. Because right away, we, in, our, in our minds, we start thinking, "Well, if God wants us well, then why? Why do I still get sick?" Why am I not healed? Why did, why did my, my family member that loves Jesus, that had tremendous faith, why did they die of a sickness, right? And, and so next week, I want to I talk about those whys. And I just want to remind you something about King's Corner Church, okay? At King's Corner, it's okay to ask why. It's okay to have questions and it's okay to have doubts because Jesus is not afraid of your questions and he's not afraid of your doubts. And when we take our doubts to Jesus, we are doubting toward him. Amen? And that's a good thing. But before we get into this topic of healing, I just want to take a second just to pray for us I think that this topic is difficult for some of us. Okay, and I know that this message this week and next week, I know that it's going to challenge some of your thoughts and some of your beliefs and some of your opinions on healing, okay? 
and, and I know, I know that I've already challenged some of you when I simply just said, God wants us well. Okay? Some of you might have a problem with that, and, and you know what? That's okay. And, and, and there's lots of reasons for that. Maybe you're here today, and you had a loved one die of a sickness, and you've just got a lot of unanswered questions. And so healing maybe is a little bit of a touchy subject for you this morning. Okay? Or maybe, um, maybe you've just had some bad teaching or heard some bad doctrine or, or you've got a Christian friend who's got some bad doctrine on healing and you're just turned off by it. Right? And, and you might be so turned off though that, that you just kind of just put it all together instead of just um, you know, understanding that, that you might be actually missing some critical, so, so, excuse me, some actual truths of healing because of that, okay? Or maybe um, you haven't had any teaching on healing. And usually what happens is if we haven't had any teaching on something, then we come up with our own doctrine. <laughs> and that doctrine is usually based on our own experiences. And so I would not surprise me at all if we have multiple different beliefs and ideas and doctrines here about healing, right? Or maybe, and this, one, this one's a little harsher, okay? I'm just preparing you for it. Maybe we just don't want the accountability or the responsibility that comes with the idea that God wants us well. Because if God wants us well, then there's an accountability there. Right? I don't say that in any, in any judgment. Okay? But how many of you know it's just sometimes easier to just say, you know what, I just don't, I just don't believe it's God's will. That's easier. Right? That's easier. Because then I don't have to take responsibility for it. But listen, wherever we're at in this topic of healing, I want to really challenge you. Please hear the voice of the Lord. Please allow the word of God to have full authority in your life. And let's, let's decide together that the word of God is going to be our foundation for our faith and nothing else. Nothing else. Let's let the word tell us. Let's let the word teach us. Let's, let's let the Holy Spirit talk to us. You can't turn me off. I'm going I'm I'm to find, find another mic. He's like, just tell us Jesus loves us and go home. No, we're talking about healing. <laughs> Let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, I just thank you so much for what you've already done today, and, and I thank you for your presence here. And God, I, I, you're not finished. You're not done yet. And so, God, I just pray that we're going to be in tune with your voice, wherever we're at with you. We might not even have a personal relationship with you, but we know that you're talking to every one of us today. 
you're pulling at our hearts and you want to teach us and you want to love us and you want the best for us. And so, God, I just pray that we're going to receive your word. We're going to hear your voice. We're going to respond. And that we're going to have revelation, knowledge of, of healing that we've never had before. And that we're going to just let your word just, just come in and, and just be like a mirror and just show us. Just show us things that need to change. Show us thinking that needs to change. Show us attitudes that need to change. So that we can be all that you want us to be. So we can have all that you want us to have. And so I just pray against any kind of spirit of judgment in this place right now in Jesus' name. And I just pray for intimacy with the Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. My throat is so dry. All right. You know, the first thing I, I think that, that we can look to, we don't have to look too far in, in regards to understanding uh, God's will for healing is we just got to look at his name. We just look to the name of God. Exodus chapter 15 tells us one of the names of God. Exodus 15 tells us that, that, that God's name is Jehovah Rapha. Have you ever heard Jehovah Rapha before? It means I am the Lord who heals you. One of God's names is actually I am your healer. I'm your healer. You know, if I, if I stand up here and, and I've got my, my good friend Jerry beside me and I say, hey, everyone, this is Jerry the baker. This is Jerry the baker. I don't think any one of you is going to say, oh, hey, nice to meet you, Jerry. What do you do? Well, he, he bakes. <laughs> and then you're not going to walk away thinking, you know, I wonder if it's Jerry's will to bake. We're not going to do that. Because why? Because his name is Jerry the Baker. God's name is I am the Lord. I am Jehovah. I am the God, capital G, who heals you. I am God the healer. We can have confidence in his will for healing in his name alone. How many of you know Jesus' name? What's Jesus' last name? So Joseph, let me get this straight. Joseph Christ, Mary, Mary Christ, and they had Jesus Christ. Is that right? I think most of us know that Christ is not Jesus' last name, but, but it's, it's connected to his purpose, right? He's, he's actually Jesus the Christ, the Christ. Christ means the anointed one. See, if, 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 if you're anointed, that means you've got God power to do what God sends you to do. Jesus, the anointed one. Okay? And, and, so, and so Jesus tells about his purpose here, tells us his purpose in Luke chapter 4. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom 
for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. How many of you know that Jesus came to save, to deliver, and to heal? And Jesus accomplished his purpose. In Jesus, the anointed one and God's power, you can have salvation, you can have freedom, and you can have healing. Hallelujah. Second thing I want to show you this morning is that healing is part of the atonement. Healing's part of the atonement. It was part of the price that Jesus paid on the cross for us. See, the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus even came, he prophesied what Jesus would accomplish on the cross. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. See, for the longest time, I thought that word healed just meant we're spiritually healed. But actually, that word healed, it actually means to be made whole. Nothing missing and nothing broken. To be made whole in our spirit, in our soul, and our body. So that means by the blood of Jesus, by his stripes, we can be made whole. Not just spiritually, but physically and emotionally and mentally, we can be made whole. We can be healed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this scripture really helps to take away the question mark. Because our faith will never go past the question mark. And that word griefs. So in Isaiah 53, it begins there by saying he's bore our griefs. That word griefs is translated sickness, okay? It's used 24 times in the Old Testament. 20 of those 24 times, it's translated sickness, okay? And, and I don't even need to know the Hebrew for that because um, I know that, that this, tr this word griefs is translated sickness because it talks about this scripture, Matthew chapter 8 and 17, quotes Isaiah 53, 4. So let's look at Matthew 8 in the New Testament. When evening came, many people controlled by demons were brought to Jesus. He drove out the spirits with a word. He healed all who were sick. This happened so that what Isaiah the prophet had said would come true. And then he starts talking about Isaiah the prophet. He suffered the things we should have suffered he took on himself the sickness that should have been ours. So he's quoting Isaiah, Isaiah 53, except he translated the word griefs to sickness. The New King James Version says, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That's significant. That's significant. The cross is not just about forgiveness of sin. 
Jesus did not just bear our sin, but he bore our sicknesses. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that Jesus forgives all your sin? I'm actually asking you that question. Do you, uh, do you believe that God wants you to be forgiven? Yeah. Why do you believe that? Because you know. You know that Jesus took all of your sin to the cross. Amen? He paid the, he paid the penalty of our sin. He broke the power of our sin through the blood of Jesus. So now we don't have to pay the penalty of our sin. And we don't have to live under the power of sin. But we've got a choice not to sin. Because Jesus has paid the price with his blood. In the same way you can believe that Jesus heals your sickness Because Jesus took all of our sickness with him to the cross. He paid the penalty of sickness. He broke the power of sickness so we don't have to live in it. And just like we don't have to tolerate sin in our life. Listen, you don't have to tolerate sickness in your life. I know lots of the why questions are swirling. I know that. But we have to first come to that place where we believe that God wants us to be well. By Jesus' stripes, we're healed. The reason you know God wants to forgive you is because his son shed his blood so you could be forgiven. The reason you know God wants to heal you is because because God sent his son to shed his blood so you can be healed. By his stripes. The stripes in in Isaiah chapter 53 is referring to the blood that was shed during the scourging and the crucifixion. That's the stripes that Isaiah is talking about. It was the lacerations from the whip that cut through and tore his flesh. I I need you to hear this. Jesus suffered tremendously for our healing. Jesus suffered tremendously for our healing. Consider that for a moment. Just consider it. How can we possibly question God's will in healing when he provided it through his own son's suffering? God did that for us. Christ's payment for our healing is as complete as his payment for our sin. Please understand that today. God did not just go to the cross to save us from hell. But God also went to the cross to save us from this present evil world that talks about in Galatians 1.4. Right? That he went to the cross for forgiveness to save us, he went for the cross to heal us, and he went to the cross to free us. You are saved, you're delivered, you're healed because of one man, because of our Savior, because of Jesus Christ. 
Thirdly, we can know that, that it's God's will regarding sickness and healing by the example of his son's life. Jesus' life reflects the will of God. Is that true? Look at Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. The Son is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his Father's essence. The New King James Version says he's the express image. That means Jesus is an identical copy He is a perfect representation of God the Father. John 5.19 says, Jesus answered, what I'm about to tell you is true. The Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing. What the Father does, the Son also does. Jesus only did God's will. His life was a perfect representation of God's will. Is that true? He could only do God's will. He could only do what he saw his father doing. His life is a perfect representation of God's will. So we can know God's will in regards to healing by Jesus' life. By Jesus' life. And this is what we know from Jesus' example in regards to healing. Number one, Jesus never refused to heal anyone. Jesus never refused to heal anyone. Now, we know that there were some people that refused healing, right? When Jesus was in his own hometown, what happened? It says he could only do a few miracles there, right? It wasn't because he didn't want to do more miracles. It wasn't because he didn't want to heal people. But it's because they didn't believe in him. They just knew Jesus as, oh, that's, that's Joseph's boy, Right? They were familiar. They were too familiar with Jesus. Right? But he never refused to heal anyone. Number two, every time Jesus was asked if he's willing to heal, Jesus always answered, yes, I'm willing. Are you willing to heal me? Yes, I'm willing. Right? Mark chapter 1 and verse 40 to 42 says, A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus begging to be healed. If you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Jesus never said to anyone, sorry, it's not my will. I'm sorry, it's not God's will. I'm not going to heal you. He never said that to anyone. Number three, and this is an important one. Jesus never gave anyone sickness. Jesus never gave sickness to anyone. Some Christians believe that God is the author of our sickness. I don't believe that. Okay? Some people believe that God gives sickness to people as a punishment for our sin. That's a lie. That's a lie. If you've been told that, that's a lie. God does not punish you with sickness. We know that the wages of sin is death. We know that. We know that there's consequences to sin. Is that true? Absolutely. Right? Sin can open the door to sickness in your life. 
But that's the consequence of sin. That's the reality of sin. That has nothing to do with God punishing us. And the reason I know that is because is because God um, because God punished Jesus. <laughs> right? We know that Jesus took all our punishment for all of our sin. Isaiah 53.5 says the chastisement for our peace was upon him. The punishment for our peace was upon Jesus. Romans 5.9 says, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? In Jesus, we will never know the wrath of God because he poured out his wrath on Jesus. So God does not punish you. God does not punish you with sickness. Jesus never gave sickness to anyone. And here's the fourth one. Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. There was 17 times recorded in the Bible where Jesus was met with a large crowd and he healed every single person that was present that was sick. Every person that was sick that was present, he healed them. 17 different times that happened. Okay, and I want to look at a few of them. Matthew chapter 12, 15. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. That could have been hundreds and thousands of people. Jesus healed them all. Okay? What a coincidence that only the people that God wanted to be healed that day were in a great multitude in the same place at the same time, 17 different times. If that sounds as, as silly as I think it does, maybe it was God's will that everyone be healed. Matthew 9, 35, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Every person that was sick in every town, in every city, was healed. It didn't matter what the sickness was. It didn't matter the severity of the disease. They were all healed. It could have been a common cold or blindness or leprosy. Jesus healed them all. Do you know that, that it's just as easy for Jesus to heal a hangnail than it is a cancerous tumor? Hallelujah. The same faith required to believe healing for a hangnail is the same faith required to believe for cancer because there is not one sickness harder for Jesus to heal than another. Have you ever thought of that before? And because all sickness has already been dealt with on the cross, hallelujah, by Jesus' stripes, you're healed. That's past tense. We're healed. We're saved. We're delivered. We're healed. Hallelujah. 
We need to preach the fullness of the cross. Amen? Look at Matthew 14. It says, when they had crossed over, they landed at uh, Gennesaret. I'm pretty sure I mispronounced that. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. How many of you know that God is not a respecter of persons, but he's a respecter of faith? Every person that reached out in faith to be healed was healed. Every person. And I bet you not one of them thought, I wonder if God wants to heal me. But they believed the will of God was healing through his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So how do we receive healing? How do we receive healing? I think it's the same way we receive forgiveness. I think it's by grace through faith. When I was uh, about six years old, I, um, I, started to get, I started to get warts on my hands and my feet. Anybody else ever suffer with that kind of thing when you're young? Yeah. And, uh, and by the time I was 11 in grade six, um, I had over 70 warts on my hands, and, and I still had a few on my feet. And um, I remember one night when I was 11, I was in my bed, and every night I would, I would pray. And every night I would pray healing from my hands and my feet. And I don't know if something happened that day, but I was really upset, and, and I was really just crying out to the Lord to heal me. And the next morning, I woke up and going about my morning, and uh, all of a sudden, I just took notice of my hands. And all the warts on my hands had shrunk in half. And then I woke up the next morning, and I looked at my hands and all the warts were gone. Hallelujah. But let me help you understand something. I was not healed by works. And believe me, we tried. We went to doctors, and we got all the over-the-counter stuff, and, and they got burned and they got cut off, and they just grew right back. Nothing we did could heal it. I was not healed by works. And I want you to hear this too. I was not healed by faith. I wasn't healed by faith. I had faith in God. I believed in God, and I had enough faith to cry out to him. But I was healed by his grace. 
because God so loved me, he sent Jesus to die for my sin and my sickness. Hallelujah. And that's how we get healed. It's by his grace. We put so much emphasis on us. It's not about us. It's about him. Amen? Hallelujah. I just want to invite our worship team forward. And I'd like to invite everyone just to stand for a minute. Just to stand. If you're here today and, and you would like some healing, you, you need healing in your body, in, in spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But if you'd like some healing today, um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to take a step of faith. I'm going to ask you to step into the aisles. If you'd like some healing today, go ahead right now. I'm just going to invite you just to step into the aisles. Don't be shy. There's already lots of people moving, lots of people getting into the aisles. That's great. Okay, don't be shy. Don't miss out on your opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. Now what I'd like today is I'd like for us as a body to pray for each other. Okay? And so all of the people that are standing in the aisles, I'd like us to come and gather around them and pray for them, okay? Now, we are, we are a, a hands-laying kind of church, okay? But, but I'd like you to ask the person first if you have their permission to lay hands on them, okay? So, and then, and then if they say yes, we're going to lay hands and we're going to pray, and we're going to understand that God wants us to be well. And we're going to pray. Not by works and not by faith, but by grace. It's because of his grace, right? Amen. So go ahead. Let's surround these people right now. Let's make sure every single person that's in the aisle is being prayed for, okay? So let's go ahead. Some people up front here, Mandy and Sean. Some people up front here as well. Okay, we're going to take some time. It's okay. We're just going to wait until everyone has people around them. Hallelujah. If you've got Jesus living inside you, you've got, you've got God power. You've got God power. Okay. All right, let's pray. Go ahead. Let's pray. Pray for healing.
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for the cross. Thank you for your stripes. Hallelujah. We call on Jehovah Rapha this morning. We acknowledge the name. Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord who heals. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We speak against sickness right now in the name of Jesus. We speak against pain in Jesus' name. We speak against any demonic oppression right now in the name of Jesus, Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I pray that strongholds come down right now in Jesus' name. Let strongholds be broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I pray for freedom to believe. I pray for freedom to believe in the finished works of the cross. Hallelujah. I pray for freedom to believe in the stripes. Hallelujah. The shed blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we want nothing but your best. We want nothing but your will, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 We take full advantage of our benefits. Hallelujah. We take full advantage of our rights as adopted children into the family of God. We take full advantage right now. We receive healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's nothing that we can do, God, but it's because of you. Hallelujah. It's because of your grace. We receive your grace. We receive your love. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let your word be fulfilled. Let your will be fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I just want to make sure... We're given enough time here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, It's time, uh, it's time to, to close our service. Our, our prayer team is still going to be standing by here at the end of service. And so if you'd like prayer or if you'd like more prayer, that's okay. Please come forward. They would be so happy, so thrilled to pray with you, to believe with you today. Okay. Um, I'm going to pray for lunch. And then I'm going to invite us to 
immediately just 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 head out for lunch um, if you'd like to stay and linger and be with the Lord, if you'd like to stay and just be a part of whatever the Holy Spirit's doing right now, I want to encourage you to do that too. God, I thank you for today. Please bless, uh, bless the food, bless those who prepared it, and just go with us, Lord. Just go with us uh, into, into lunch today. Be with us and just help us to really bless each other in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. We're dismissed.